0: You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation Podcast. I am your host, Ty Daubert. We're coming at you with a weekend episode. We're going to talk about the Korea Baseball Organization and then some Major League Baseball news that came out recently. Uh, As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Johnny Heller. Johnny, what's going on, man?
0: That much um you know I've been watching a little bit of live baseball this week more than i have in the past you know several
1: months so yeah good. yeah um like you said uh it's it's good to watch a little bit of live baseball with the kbo now being broadcast on espn uh i, I think we found out like maybe a day before the day the day of the first broadcast that um that ESPN picked up the KBO and they'd be starting uh, to show some of their games on TV, uh, starting on their opening day. And it's been good to uh, to watch a couple of those games that uh, that like I did this week. Um, we're going to talk about our first impressions of the league uh, of the KBO, and then we'll just uh, run down some of the Phillies that are in the league uh, and just. What we what we think of the KBO in general. So, do you want to get us started on uh, what we're, what we think so far of what we've seen? Sure. Yeah. So,
0: you know, a little disclaimer here. I I've only watched um, one day worth. I I woke up Wednesday morning for the the five thirty games, and um, you know, there's a there's a link on Twitch where you can have fi- all five games on your screen. So, I, I had that on my laptop, and then I had um, the ESPN broadcast on with volume um because because you know the the broadcasters are kind of finding their way through too which is pretty cool to, to listen to them as they kind of learn more about the korean baseball organization you can learn with them um so that was good uh you know uh, like i only really watched one day so i i can't take too much away but i mean it's fun it's it's good to watch baseball and i think you know there's some really talented guys um it's pretty good quality um and it's cool to it's cool to watch some former Phillies and other former Major League Baseball players that um, we've seen over the over the past few years who ended up in, in Korea and um, you know it's kind of cool to wonder you know who's the next Josh Lindblom who's the next Eric Thames, um, you know which of these guys is going to take over and maybe make a run back at, at the majors so uh, it's been cool to watch um, and I think it's really good exposure for the KBO um, you know to you know broadcast to this audience
1: yeah i agree uh i i woke up or i stayed up for the one game the one that was at one in the morning and i woke up for another one uh that same one you did yeah and then and then both of us have uh kind of been checking in on highlights and updates and stuff like that for the games we haven't really been able to watch live uh but i have liked what i've seen so far i think now that uh you know, this past week was finals week for both of us uh so now that we're done with school maybe we'll have a little bit more time to to tune in and you know we don't have to stay up late to study or anything so we can get up early to watch some games um just because of the times that they're on i'm not sure i'm going to be able to to get up and watch every single game but uh i i i do plan on getting up and and watching as much as i can because like you said, it is good to watch it. it's good baseball and it's um, it's a different it's a different type of experience than watching a major league baseball game, but it's definitely a good watch and you know they they have fun with it. the players definitely are having fun out there you can you can tell it's a little bit faster paced uh, but it's they they're not major league talent if they. You know, some guys, like you said, maybe they are the next Josh Lindblom or whatever. They can make it uh, to the major leagues, but for the most part, they're a little, a little bit below that. But that doesn't mean it's not good baseball and it's not entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, um, like, like you said, uh, you know, we're, we're both going to try and, and watch as much as we can, especially you know, between now and the time if if major league baseball eventually does come back. Um, during this time when there's nothing else on and, and just kind of to get something. And um, also just to learn more about it. But anyone who knows me knows that I am like, notoriously bad at waking up to alarms. Um, so, you know, I'm going <laughs> to try my best, but uh, you know, I, I think I'll probably only, only get to one or two days a week um, of watching it. And then, you know, the, the rebroadcast later on, on ESPN, um, and just following along highlights and, and stuff will be will be fun
1: yeah i think the the one game i think it's on sundays that are at one in the morning i think that's pretty pretty doable for one game uh a week to definitely get in there and then you try to just wake up when you can yeah for i mean I, earlier I, games
0: i told myself
1: i was going to get into a
0: um like a, a new sleep schedule where i go to start going to bed at like nine or ten and then wake up at five Um, and then i I just can't like my plan
1: my plan plan is is to start ridiculous my plan is to start uh sleeping from 9 a.m till 5 p.m so i could watch every single game we'll see if that actually happens that's that's (laughs) harder to pull off but it's a good idea because i i do enjoy watching these these games uh and i want to start to like like you said as the it was cool to watch early on as the broadcasters are picking up on certain things. You also start to so I definitely want to learn more about the KBO uh, as much yeah. as I can. So yeah, we need more.
0: we need Matt Vasgersian and and Arod on on the yeah. Broadcast. Um, Ty texted me that early this week and I couldn't agree more. We need a Santa Maria call on an Aaron Altair KBO home run.
1: Yeah. And I, that's not even, that's not a knock on any of the other announcers. Oh, de- definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: Carl, Carl Ravich and Eduardo Perez. They've, they've done a really good job, especially with kind of being uh, thrown into, you know, just broadcasting games super late at night or early in the morning. Uh, and then doing it remotely and not being at the games. That's not, not too easy to pull off, but they've, they've done a good job the first night. Um, there was kind of some issues with them talking over each other at some points, but they cleaned it up by, by the um, next broadcast pretty well, I'd say. And they, they've done a really good job, but I would like to hear a, a Sunday night baseball broadcast of yeah. the KBO. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit about former Phillies in the. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Um, you, you want to go into sure, yeah. them?
0: Yeah, so um, I wrote something for Phillies Nation last week just about, uh, you know, just covering guys who have played for the Phillies and are in the Korean Baseball League. I actually missed uh, one guy, so um, obviously the, the biggest name, I think, is Aaron Altair. Uh, he was, you know, he after his 2017 season, he had, a, I think, like an 856 OPS. It seems like he was a guy who... who could be with the Phillies long term and then obviously struggled in 2018 and then was designated for assignment like four times by three different teams in 2019 so a sharp decline there but he's only what 29 years old um you know if, if you're a guy who's been referred to as the German Mike Trout you have to have some kind of talent and Aaron Altair's got a sweet swing um hit some moon shots he hit a home run off of another former Philly on Wednesday morning, the one day I did get up. So I was happy I got up that day. Um, and I think like, he's the kind of guy that you look to, to go to the KBO and kind of revive his career. Um, like, I, I don't know if people were surprised that he, he made that move, um, to begin with, just because he, he had some major, some very real major league success only two seasons ago. But, um, you know, I think I think he's the kind of guy like you look at Darren Ruff, um, a former Philly who how long did how long did Ruff go to the KBO? You
1: know, um,
0: were, I'm not sure. It was a it was a couple years. Yeah, and he you know, tore the cover off the ball and in spring training with the Giants this year, he looked really good and it looked like he was uh, you know, had an outside chance at, at making the roster and now like if, if Major League Baseball does play, he'll he'll be on that roster because it's gonna be expanded, uh you would think. So you know, I think Altair's Altair's that kind
1: of guy. Yeah, Altair, uh, on that first night that I tuned in, it was the he's on the, the dinos who are playing the Samsung Lions. And he um his first at bat, he hit one right up against the wall. And uh then again later in the game he hit one to also right both times it was to right field, hit it right to the wall. Uh kind of that warning track power, but it looked like he Looked like he was just missing a couple home runs, and then like you said, um, just a day or two later, he hit his first home run in the KBO off of a, a former Philly, so do you want to talk about who that player is? Yeah, I will. Just one one more quick thing on Altair, so uh,
0: the Dinos had him playing in center field, and so he hit that home run, I think, in the third inning of, of, of Wednesday's game, and in the fifth, he... he he dove at a ball in center field and I sent Ty the video because it was it was comically bad like he dove the distance between his glove and the ball was like it was like two feet like he was not even close yeah he was not
1: he (laughs) he did not have a real shot of getting uh
0: but then he was lifted later in the game because uh some sort of hand swelling that they think might have been uh caused by that play and um, he's only had one at bat in a couple of games since just because you know they're bringing back from that injury but anyways he, he hit that home run off of ben lively who the phillies acquired in the marlin bird trade in 2014 and um came up in 27 2018 i think
1: 2017
0: 2017 yes uh 2017 like in the in the middle of 2017 um you know just he was just kind of a guy uh
1: not he could rake.
0: Special. He could rake. He had a game in Arizona, right, where he had four rippies Yeah, uh, and
1: um, and one against Degrom.
0: Yes, maybe. right.
1: And if I remember, if I remember this correctly, uh, I'll look this up to verify. But I'm pretty sure a few days ago, I remember seeing a tweet that the Samsung Lions brought Lively into pinch hit. They have a oh. universal DH there, but I'm pretty no, sure. I, I saw think I
0: saw that. pinch run. Pinch run. I think Alex Carr of of uh Good Food, I think I saw him tweet that they brought him into pinch run.
1: I'll um, I'll verify that while you
0: go. Yeah, that was, that was Ben Lively. That was Thursday's game. Um, so yeah, Ben Lively. I mean there's not much more to talk about. Uh he he just you know, he was fine for the Phillies, but um, he was in the rotation to start the twenty eighteen season and I think they released him or he was he was selected off waivers like a month into the season Um, played with the Royals a little bit struggled there and um, barely I think he appeared in the game or two last year but you know made the move to go to the to the KBO and he actually really struggled in in his first outing um, on Wednesday got I don't know how his exact line maybe four or five innings and like five or six runs but he, he got lit up a little bit.
1: It's just, you know, what what kind of destiny is that that he would give up a home run to Aaron Altair, his former teammate yeah. for the Phillies? Oh, that was, yeah,
0: that was great. It, it like, it was fun to see. Because, yeah, like you said, they were actual teammates. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's really all there is on Ben Lively. But his teammate, um, David Buchanan, another former Philly um who I don't think... Did David Buchanan pitch for anyone outside of the Phillies? I don't
1: think so. Not in the majors, if I recall correctly, but I can...
0: So, yeah, I, I'm looking... No, he did not. So, the, the biggest thing I remember about David Buchanan, I think it was in his major league debut, and, and Tom McCarthy uh, made a comment about his his mechanics are were, like, identical to Roy Halladay. And he, he was, like, he was... McCarthy was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that um, he is anything like Roy Halladay as a pitcher, but his mechanics are, are identical. And I just remember, like, if you compare anyone to, you know, someone like Roy Halladay, like, <laughs> I don't know. Just for him to, just, I, that comparison always stuck in my mind, and then he was just not good. Um, and I don't, like like I said, McCarthy made the made sure to say that. we wasn't saying he was Halladay, but um, you know, he, he pitched for the Phillies for a couple seasons. And then um, he went to Japan in 2017 for the, the Japanese Central League. And then this is his first season in the KBO. And he also got lit up uh, six innings, five runs. So um, two former Phillies who did not, um, you know, farewell. You're right, Ty. I misread the tweet. Ben Lively pinch hit. Yeah, I just found,
1: I found that yeah. too. He, he came That's to – he awesome. popped out. He popped out. That is awesome. He could, he could hit a little bit. Yeah. So that's, that'd be cool. You know, Aaron Altair, I was at a game last season <laughs> that he <laughs> pitched for the Phillies. What if one day, listen, Ben Al? Lively gets it? What if Ben Lively gets his revenge and hits a homer off Aaron Altair in the game? Yo, if, you,
0: if you follow me on Twitter, you would know that Aaron Altair has the highest strikeouts for nine in Phillies history, minimum one inning pitch. Is the that true? Strikeouts for nine, yes. That's not um, bad. If you raise the minimum to – I think if you raise the minimum to 200 innings, it becomes Hector Neris. And then if you raise it to 400, it becomes Vince Velasquez, which is awesome.
1: That's a – you know, that's like a three aces type of deal. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Recreate the the, uh, 2011 SI cover that had, you know – Hamels, Blant, or Hamels, Lee, Halliday, Oswald, and and Blanton, and then put Altair, Velasquez, Nerys, who else? I don't even
1: know. Just Lively and Buchanan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but yeah, um, you want to talk about the next <laughs> the next former Philly that is in the KBL? Sure, uh, Ricardo Pinto, um,
0: who I kind of forgot was a Philly. Um, he. Appeared in 25 games for them in 2017, started six of them, struggled, and actually pitched a, for a couple games in a couple games for the Rays last year. Also struggled. Um, he is now in the KBO with uh, the SK Wyverns. Wyverns, uh, I think. Wyverns? my bad, yeah. Uh, and he carried a no hitter into the sixth inning in his first outing. Um, that was also Wednesday. Um, and he lost it. I think he he finished like six and two thirds, one or drum something like that. Really, really good outing uh, for him. Not really someone who I think a lot of people would remember as a Philly, but um, a former Philly nonetheless.
1: Yeah. The, yes, he is that um, that no hitter bid. I I tried to check in on it. I was watching um, a different uh, a different game on ESPN, and I saw the. Kind of no hitter alert going around on Twitter, and by the time that I went to go find it, he already gave it up. But a pretty solid outing it looked like from him. That that Twitch stream is awesome. Like you can, kinda... I, I think the KBO shut that down. What really? Yeah. Oh
0: man. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> that was it because you could it had all five games, and you could um, change the the link to just make it like one of a
1: specific one. As um, of the other day, it was not up and running. Okay. I saw That's, that
0: on Twitter. Thank you for, for letting me know because <laughs> I would have been so sad to find that out on my own. Um, yeah, there's the, yeah, there's
1: one more former Philly yes. in
0: there. Uh, acquired in the Jeremy Hellickson trade along with uh, Garrett Clevenger was Hyunsu Kim, who played I think a little bit of left field, a little bit of right field for the Phillies. Yeah. Um, And I think that was the last he saw in the majors. Um, He's on, help me out here. He is on the... He's on the LG Twins. Yes. And he is, he has been raking. Uh, He's hitting 375 with a home run, a double, six hits and 16 at-bats.
1: I'm pretty sure the home run and the double both came on opening day, though. Like, he snapped on opening day. Yeah. 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 but yeah, that is that's all the former Phillies. So, I mean, I think Dan Straley is in the KBO. He was uh, he was on the Iron Pigs last year, but he yes. never actually appeared yes. for the Phillies. Not
0: officially a former Philly, but yes, Dan Straley is also awesome in KBO. I think, like for me at least, the the teams I'm gonna the team the single team I'm gonna and player I'm gonna focus the most on is the Dinos and Aaron Altair because I think Altair out of all of those guys is the most likely to make a a comeback to the major leagues at some point.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, And also the, the dinos being on, on ESPN on that opening night, I think that I think that a lot of people are going to be watching them just because it was the first team that they got to see. Yeah. And Um, the mascot is Swole Daddy. Yeah, that too. (laughs) That, that too. Um, And the dinos, uh, they, you know, the ESPN broadcast they had, daniel kim on to kind of talk about the kbo and he was talking about one player on the dinos who he called the manny ramirez of the kbo and that was soakman park and i watched some highlights of him and that dude is awesome he when he swings and misses sometimes he'll just spin around there's a video of him hitting a home run and in his follow-through he like spins around and it looks for a second like he might run behind the catcher and the umpire around the bases (laughs) he doesn't but it would have been awesome uh but that guy is like he just seems like he's super funny and i think the the manny ramirez of the kbo is a good description because it just looks like he kind of he does his own thing but uh he's really good and he he makes for some some good tv that guy is he's 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 awesome
0: yeah i mean that's one thing about the kbo in general is is you know, Ty mentioned earlier, it, it always looks like they're having fun, and, and there's a lot of bat flips and, um, you know, that kind of stuff, which uh, I think we're both in favor of, because that stuff is always fun, like, like baseball should be fun, and, and there's nothing more fun than yeah, launching their bats.
1: Yeah, and um, just the, we're missing out on kind of a, a huge aspect of the KBO, which is um, kind of the experience with the fans in the stadium, and You know, it's good that we're able to to see baseball at all and that things are good enough for them to have games even without fans in South Korea. But um, from everything that I've heard and read, it seems like the fan experience and how kind of into it the fans are doing um, all these cheers and, and stuff like that, like that's a whole other whole other part of the game that when it does happen, it'll be really cool for this kind of American audience to get to see as well, because it's not the same as the major league baseball bar ballpark experience. It's a, it's a lot different. It's a lot more high energy, which is definitely really, really cool to see. And hopefully we can see that. Um, hopefully they don't, you know, do it before it's safe, but uh, when, when they are able to, that'll be fun to, to get to see.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, you have any other KBO thoughts? I'm, I'm thinking. I think tonight we're recording this on Saturday night. I think there's a game on at 4 a.m.
0: Yeah, and I might.
1: I might just stay up to watch at least the first half of it.
0: Oh my goodness, I I can't do that because if I stay up that late, then my my sleep schedule is all messed up. Like if I if I just wake up and watch it, and then you know I can go back to bed. I think I'd rather do that. the The only problem is getting myself up for that.
1: Yeah, I was. Me, uh, Johnny and I both for the, that one game that we both got up the same day. We had planned on both getting up to watch it and we could talk through it, which we did. And I didn't think Johnny was going to get up, but he did. Yeah, I, I did. Happy. I gave
0: him the warning. I said, listen, like, they'll get mad at me if I don't wake up because I never wake up. My roommates hate me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, the KBO so far, from what we've seen, I think it's fair to say we've both really enjoyed it uh i'm definitely looking forward to getting to see some more of it and learning about the game in korea
0: definitely yeah i mean even even when the major league baseball season comes back or if it does um i think i'm you know I might not be getting getting
1: off for games so i'm still gonna follow follow more closely than I ever have before definitely um we also had some m l. b news that we wanted to touch on that uh you know came out. Today, uh Johnny, would you like to? Yeah, I mean, we can that? start with early last
0: week. Trevor Plouffe, former Philly, former Twin. I think he he spent a lot of his career in the Twins. He um, had a home run off Kike Hernandez. He did hit a, a walk off home run, home run in the fifteenth, fourteenth, or fifteenth inning. Um, Hernandez as a Philly. Um, <clears throat> so he's is he on a pod podcast with John Boyd? Yeah, he's part of John Boyd Media now. Yeah. Um, so he tweeted that, uh, you know, he had some sort of intel from multiple sources that the like, Major League Baseball teams, owners and all that, angling to get the, the season started um, July 2nd with spring training, I think starting, or July 1st, sorry, and spring training starting on July 10th. June 10th. June 10th, My Yeah. Um, and then a lot of, like, I know Keith Law uh, of The Athletic shot that down and a couple other, um, you know, well-respected reporters in, in, in baseball shot that down. But then a couple of days later, Jeff passed tweeted um, an article, or he wrote an article, sorry, um, and tweeted out that I think um, the general sense was that Major League Baseball was set to release a plan within the next week. Um, and, you know, baseball hasn't. Major League Baseball hasn't released a plan yet. Um, this was only a, a couple days ago, but it just said, um, kind of along with what Blue said this to that, that it looked like teams are going to be playing in their home stadiums if there is a season. Um, not in front of fans, of course, but um, I know there's been reports of the Arizona plan and the Florida plan and all that. Uh, and then today, Ken Rosenthal wrote kind of more specifically about what the plan, um, Major League Baseball, it, it looks like is getting a lot of momentum and and what they're um, angling for. And it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, Season starting sometime in July, um, you know, spring training sometime in mid June. And um, the the biggest thing was that teams are going to try and play in their home ballparks, but if they can't, they'll, they'll find somewhere else. So, you know, the Yankees, they could, if they can't play in New York, they would play in um, probably in their, in their spring training facility which I, I guess that would um, make sense. Um, and then the, the way scheduling would work is uh, teams would play within their division and then against the teams from the corresponding division the other league. So uh, specifically for the Phillies, I would be playing the NL East, which obviously they play them the most every year anyways, and then playing the, the AL East, which um, I've always said that, I've always thought that um, like, Interleague play, like interleague league play is fine. I know a lot of old time baseball people think that interleague league play is stupid. I think it's fun like it could it could be fun. I think they should do it more of that kind of this way that um, you play the same teams every year, the same interleague teams every year, so that kind of you can create those those interleague rivals. Um, like it'd be fun for the Phillies to play the Yankees once or one or two series every year and the Red Sox, um, like those type of teams. But
1: yeah, I mean, those yeah, main... when you're when it rotates so much, it almost feels like like an exhibition, even though it actually yeah. does count. It doesn't feel real. Definitely. Like didn't the Phillies open they like in 2013, they
0: opened at Citizen Lake Park against the Royals.
1: Like, what is that? Yeah. And the one year I think they opened up at the Rangers, if I'm. Yes. Mistaken. Yep.
0: Yeah. The, the following year, actually. And yeah, like, you, like I get that it's cool. You know, we want to see Mike Trout play in Philly. Or we want to see, you know, uh, I don't even know, like uh, who's another good player. Or you AL- want to see, like,
1: like seeing, like um, Yankees, Mets, stuff like that. Well, no, no, but like I think that stuff's good. But like, um,
0: like, like, oh, I want to be able to see a player from the AL Central. I want to see. I want to see Francisco Lindor play in Philly. Like I want to see. Yeah, him. yeah. Like I, I get that, but I think it's more fun. And not not necessarily fun, but like it, it's better for the game if you can create these. If rivals. you can get
1: that kind of Subway Series uh, every right. year, right?
0: Uh, um, yeah, and exactly. I think the
1: the team the Phillies have played
0: the most, if I'm not mistaken, is the Red Sox. Like I feel they've played them. Like it feels like every they play,
1: yeah it feels like they do play them a lot. Um, but yeah, that's
0: uh, I mean that, that was a little bit of a um, off topic, but I mean, that's the general thing. What what do you think about like this plan and what? baseball could look like in in 2020
1: it just feels like uh that's a little far-fetched to to think that they'll be playing in their own stadiums um and I know players have came out and said they don't like the Arizona plan because they don't want to they don't want to be away from their families for however long and that's fair like I, I get it but, you know, you you do the Arizona plan or something like that and you don't get the approval of the players, but then, you know, you try to make things work for the players by doing the home stadiums, but then it feels like the medical professionals probably and the health officials probably shoot that down. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that uh, players will be traveling from city to city yeah. beyond state lines and things like that uh during this time and it doesn't feel like this is going to be over anytime soon especially with things in some places starting to open back up uh it, i think that could lead to even further infections and things like that so who, who knows how this will play out and it just doesn't feel like it's in the the league or the players best interest too have people traveling from different places.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely agree there. I think it's, it's hard to, um, figure out the best, best plan, um, based on, like you said, players don't want to be secluded from their families for four months. And I think it's unfair to expect them to do that. And I think, you know, if, if that ended up being what they, what they go with, like the Arizona plan, then we would see like some players just sit the season out, um, which wouldn't, you know, I think there would be enough guys playing that the the season would still happen and and it'd still be like a legitimate season. But you know, if you know, like Mike Trout and Zach Wheeler, like those guys who are bigger names who have said that they're they would be against that kind of plan, did um, set out the season that would be a great look for the game, um, and would you know, wouldn't be the best way to keep fans in. But at the same time, I. You know, I don't. I don't know. Like you said, traveling and all that. I just thought what I don't get is, um, like, there's no there. There's no way that fans are going to be at games in 2020. So, what's the point of using literally every single home stadium? Like, there's no
1: kind of home field advantage whatsoever. Like, yeah, I, 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 my guess is that it's just the the players being able to live at home. Right, right. That is
0: legitimately it. Which. I understand. Um, but I think it like logistically otherwise that's you know, <laughs> that could could turn into a disaster. Um it I just
1: it uh, I I don't I don't want to think this, but it just it feels at this point like there probably there's gonna too many issues for there to be a season in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there, there's, it's in everyone's best interest to get a season going. Um, so I like, like I, I understand there's a pandemic and everything, but I think um, owners are going to be pushing for it and players are going to be pushing for it because that's how they <laughs> make money. Uh, and um, you know, everyone wants it to happen. Um, so I think like they're gonna do everything, everything in their power um, to get a season going. I would. I would say they're, they are going to like start a season. I think that the bigger question is, will they be prepared? You know, what, what, what do they do if um, you know, three players test positive for coronavirus? Do they have, if they have plans in place for all that stuff and they have, you know, the testing needed, you know, day in, day out, and they have some sort of, you know, you know, like being able to track, all right, um, you know, this one player tested positive, he played in, in this game or was in contact with these players, like being able to figure out all that so that it like if if they have a plan and they go into the season with go, thinking, all right, if a player tests positive, we cancel the season, like then there's no point because like what are the chances that it, it, no, no players test positive? Like they have to have a contingency plan based on um, a couple things going wrong. And I just don't know, like, what that would be, you know?
1: Yeah, and I also, but also, like, based on what you just said, I think it's a, if you're planning on having a season and you expect, like, someone to get the coronavirus, like, I I just don't think that that's right to even go ahead and do it. And I doubt they'd get the the heads up from the the people in charge. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but who knows? My opinion of the on this changes um, almost every day, depending yeah. on what comes out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I I do think you know whether it's it's right or wrong to do it. I think they're gonna like they're gonna try. What do I know? But they are like I I really think they're gonna have like this week they're gonna announce a plan like uh, passing said within a week. So I think sometimes sometime early like this coming week they're gonna announce a plan, um, and then it's just gonna be a matter of of what what happens between now and and then and then once that if they can get that started and everything but um i you know we'll see we don't really know anything no one really knows anything
1: so yeah exactly um but in the meantime before that we do have some live baseball from korea that we can watch uh while Major League Baseball is on hiatus, so hopefully they can kind of figure out a plan uh, so that they can safely pull off a season. Who knows whether that happens uh, this year or not? But you know, eventually there will be baseball again um, in the United States. But yes. yeah, so that'll pretty much do it for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you this coming week. Uh, with a special guest so we'll talk to you then
0: you can listen to the phillies nation podcast with ty Daubert and johnny heller every wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services